back. We back like we forgot something. Swag who and perk in the building. Hey, we smiling because we full. Before we get into it, <laughs> before we get into it, hey, look, look, bro. I didn't seen a lot of things, right? I didn't witness a lot of things go viral on Thanksgiving, and usually it's some some type of incident or somebody. You know, not using the, the fryer right or whatever the Burning case. Burning the house be. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never witnessed somebody go viral for cooking or showing the world how they prep Cornish hens and chicken and and put <laughs> and put all of them on the grill at one time. Look, yep. when, I, when I saw the video, I said one. I love it because you so country. You didn't even have an apron on, okay? That's the first thing we <laughs> white tea, and we don't care if it get dirty. And I'm and, and then too, I'm looking at those those juices and the, and the, <laughs> those some seasonings on those birds. I just mm. hey, look, man. You, I didn't have chicken. I wanted some after I saw your video, <laughs> but you gotta look. I ate my five plates or whatever I told you I was going to eat. Yeah, I, 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 I look. You got to give us some insight on how those birds tasted, okay? I need to know. I need to know everything. First of all, detail. And do you still have some left? First of all, little big bro, we <laughs> told these people what the hell we was going to do on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. told them that last week, okay? Yeah. I told them I was going to cook my face off, and that's what I did. <laughs> so I marinated one for 13 hours. That was that jerk. It was a jerk chicken and a jerk Cornish hen. I put that Tony Saturins, mm. Louisiana best Creole seasoning you on one of them birds and mm-hmm. Cornish hens. Perk, I kind of married them together. I put a little chicken with a big chicken, and I wanted them all to bathe <laughs> in that Traeger grill. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah. Let me get to let me get to this because I don't want to spend a lot of time. We got a lot to talk to. Perk, I cook so much food. The jerk chicken was gone in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, the whole chicken was gone and the Cornish hen was gone. Mm. All right. The only leftover I had was one I seasoned with the seasoning called Shots, which is really, really good that my mm. sister brought. You got we did the sweet on. potatoes. We did the macaroni and cheese. Hey, yeah. Bert, them, them sweet potatoes had marshmallows on the top. My wife went postal. My wife went postal no, in the didn't. kitchen, bro. No, she went ham. Didn't. No, sis. Oh, didn't. my God. Bro. <laughs> It was it was cinnamon sprinkles and marshmallows on top of the damn sweet potatoes, dog. She put the listen. On there? Oh, she put the cinnamons, the cinnamons. She put the cinnamons on there, and then we had the mac and cheese. My mama made greens and red beans. Mm-hmm. All right, if you don't know nothing about them red beans, them camellias. Okay, that's the only red beans y'all should be eating out there. She made them collard greens. Mm. Did you she, know what the hell I mean? Uh, did, hey, did she put ham hocks or she put turkey necks in there? Did she put? Man, you know, she, she put them turkey necks in there. She put them smoked turkey necks in there, Perk. So that see, so that season it could get in there. Yeah, yeah, it hit different. Perk, it's like understand. I'm celebrating a big win. It's like I'm <laughs> celebrating a big win. Talking about this right now. Yeah. And then the last thing, man. My mama made turkey wings and gravy to go on the dressing that my wife made. I told you my wife made that dressing her grandmother taught her how to make. Yeah. It went on. Perk. <laughs> I ate everything, dog. I ate everything. I literally ate it. I had to work out, Perk. That's how bad it got. No, I had to no. work. You know I don't like working out. 
Yeah. I don't like working out. You know, you got people on their podcast, people on TV, they be, oh, I love going to the gym and perk, I don't like it. I do yeah. it because I need to, so I ain't 500 pounds. Yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah. And we don't, Thanksgiving we don't work, was magnificent. We don't work out. We go on walks. We, we, that's we, all we, we do. Told, yeah, we told the world that we go on walks. We call, we call them the big fella walks, and it's okay. That's it. But, that's but, it. but look, but look. I'm glad everything food-wise and family-wise went well for you, big bro. I really appreciate do. it, man. Because you know what didn't go well for you was your cowboys. But we're oh not gonna God. we're not gonna talk about the cowboys today. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna do that because we got because <laughs> we got other things to talk about. Look, I'm driving the ship today because I'm hosting. All right, you know yeah. what I mean. Before before I'm the show hey, before the I'm show, Dan Dan and. Andrea and Parker was like, Perk, can you drive? I got my CDL license. I can drive it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got my CDL. I can drive this. Big, I can big drive homie. It. And you know, we full, we full transparency on this show. I didn't send in a damn note today. Usually <laughs> we I- put notes. Hey, I know you got my back, but I want to tell everybody. We are, we tell the truth. I did not send no notes in, but guess what? This this podcast is still gonna be fire. Yeah, it's, did. it's gonna be on. It's gonna be on. Cause look, we gotta we gotta dive into a lot of things, right? The first topic we gotta dive into is Major League Baseball and guys getting these massive contracts. And I'm gonna tell you something before before you came on. I was talking about you behind your back, okay? I did what talk about you? you behind. I, I did, I did. I talked to you behind your back. I, I said, look, it's still going on to this day. Football players, former football players are getting treated wrong and basketball and baseball players are getting treated different. Oh I said, God. that's why y'all NFL <laughs> live studio is in Connecticut and you in Connecticut. And y'all's in LA. <laughs> But look, Bro. that's not that's not even for me and you today. I want you to dive into because it bothers me, and I'm gonna tell you why. And I just want to hear. I want to hear everything. We we putting everything. We uh, what is it called? We salat uh salata uh whatever it's called. I don't even want to talk about. It. We we put it all. Know in it, I don't even, I don't even okay. know what I was about to say anyway. But look, we putting it we all. Doing a, a, a a mashup, a mosh pit, uh uh uh. Uh, one of them words. We yeah, it's something, it's something we like it. that, man. I, I mess hey, up. Hey, I'll time. break it down for him. I'll break it down for him, Perk. It's damn gumbo. Yeah, it's a gumbo. It's, it's a, a gumbo. gumbo. So I want to. I want you to dive into all at once the Major League Baseball with guys getting these massive deals, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm watching football last night, and I'm watching a guy like, you know, Baker Mayfield, on the field playing with a dislocated shoulder, uh, uh, a strained knee, something yep. else with his ankles. I watched Aaron Rodgers, you know, play a broken toe. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, hold on. So these major league baseball players are signing hundreds or two or $300 million guaranteed deals. And football players, a lot of football players are still on non guarantee So, Take it over, because I want to hear what you got to say. I know you pissed off about it. Perk, you know I grapple with this, man, and I hate going into the history, but I have thought about a number of times, should I have pushed more to go to the NBA? Mm. I thought about it from from the financial standpoint, because obviously y'all y'all league as well. You get the guaranteed money. Um, baseball, bruh, ugh. 
Scherzer, three-year, $130 million. He in his 30s. High value, man. You look at you look at the type of deal that Bryce Harper signed. You look at Mike Trout with a half a billion on a contract. And these dudes going to play these. Uh, Tatis Jr. These dudes getting paid with, with money that's – bro, I'm going to give you a perfect example of baseball. We can go – I can go and talk about basketball. Bobby Bonilla still getting a million dollars a year. He going to get it till he, till 2033 or something like that. I believe he getting a mid cuz he he structured it in a way where he would get paid that long. He get a million dollars every year. Man ain't played baseball in 20 years, man. All right? Basketball. I mean, you know it in and out, but my I, my cousin Steven Jackson, couple NBA guys I know, they left teams from old deals that they got paid from while the new team paid them a new deal. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So that's basketball. That's part of my experience. I don't know if it absolutely works that way. You can enlighten me, but I know at one time I was under the impression that my cousin was getting two checks from no, two different no, organizations. You're absolutely right. That happened. Okay. All right. So in the NFL, bro, to your point, it's not about it's not about if you're gonna get injured. It's about how how bad or severe will the injury be. That's mm. number one in the NFL. It's week twelve, I think. Everybody hurt. Everybody got something going on. You got five or six guys, and this is what people don't realize on television when we're talking about these guys. Mm-hmm. You got really five or six guys that's making life-changing generational money on each roster. But because we talk about those particular individuals, especially the quarterbacks a lot, we got this, this misconception that if you play in the NFL, you're rich. Bro, some of these dudes after taxes walking home with like $200,000, $300,000 a year, right? Now, I know in the grand scheme of things, right, people would go crazy to make six figures. Yeah. But when we start talking about the professional leagues, relativity is important as we have this conversation. When we talk about the NFL and the NBA and the and the uh, Major League MLB, in comparison, it's not even close. One, the guaranteed contract thing. Now, it's always been the argument that it's 53 guys. It's too many guys to guarantee contracts to. That's a damn lie. The, the NFL just locked up a $110 billion deal from all these TV networks. Mm-hmm. So let's not get it. Don't even get me started with the ability to pay every guy their guaranteed contract. The second thing is a lot of these contracts that you see go across the ticker on ESPN, it's very inflated. All, all I cared about, Perk, I'm going to give you the mic. All I cared about when I signed my second deal what is my guaranteed money? Yeah. If I go out here and bust my knee wide open tomorrow in a practice, or if I can't play football anymore, how much of that check, that number that y'all put on that scroll, am I getting? That's why you see these contract disputes in the NFL get really ugly. Mm-hmm. Because dudes know by the time you get to where all – because a lot of times these, these teams, they try to backload a lot of money. To get them on the back end of your deal, right? You sign a six example. You sign a six year deal. They'll put thirty million of the of of the deal in the fourth and fifth year, right? And before that, they'll either cut you, ask you for a pay cut, or trade you. And now you're in a different situation, circumstance, and you're not seeing that thirty million. So that's how I get misconstrued, bro. But to your point, man, when I see Major League Baseball, when I see pitchers that can only pitch one day, and then yeah, they got to take a day off, and they drinking beer. And Big listen, bellies, don't have to stay in shape. Bro, just, keep going, dog. It's ridiculous. So you talked about Baker. 
You talked about Aaron Rodgers. Think about Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey just went on IR today. Dalvin yep. Cook went on, maybe going on IR. You see guys miss entire seasons, bro, mm. off of injury. And these teams, a lot of times teams in the NFL, they'll have an injury clause where you were supposed to be making $15 million, you get injured, we cut it down to six. Yeah, that happens. So, yeah, the NFL is the NFL is a lot different when it comes to contracts. There's, a, there's separation between being really, really wealthy and rich in professional sports when it comes to NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. And the major leagues and the NBA, they've managed to figure out a way for y'all to get all y'all money. The NFL, very rarely will you see a guy get paid all his money, usually as quarterbacks, Perk. And you know what's crazy? The word I was looking for was consolidate, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a while. Yeah, consolidate. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I I look at the NFL, which is um, America's sport, like when you talk about – it's the highest grossing league. Yes, Earth. yes. It's not even it not even just the NFL, bro. I'm, even college. When I yeah. when, during the pandemic, when I really started doing research on the Big Ten and how much money they were going to lose, I was like, man, like they it's that much going on into college football, and it really is. Here's the thing that I here's the thing that I want to I want to tell you that I blame on on the NFL. Y'all players association, dog. Y'all players association. Because everybody that I talk to, when it comes down to NFL players, and I'm like, man, these dudes should be getting paid. These dudes should be under guaranteed contracts. This is not fair. You know, they putting their body on the line every single week. And when I say, like, I'm talking about every single week, y'all step out. You could die out there. You could die out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and but I blame y'all players association, and and that's all I want to say is that, bro. I blame y'all players. Y'all players association. It has to get stronger. It has yeah, to perfect. get strong. I don't know when, but it has to hey, get stronger. Hey, to your point, man, and we, and we can dive, bro. This is we we could do episodes on our podcast on this. Here's the thing I used to always say when I was in the NFL, because I was in the NFL when the lockout happened. Mm-hmm. When the owners were like, nah, we ain't, we ain't accepting that deal. We're going to lock you out. We're going to try to negotiate, get everybody back. When it comes to the NFL, bro, it's 32 owners. Yeah. Majority of them that have never played football, they don't know what the hell it feel like. All right? It's a bunch of business owners. Your league, the NBA, is player-driven. Ain't nobody come and watch the owners. Ain't no TV contracts getting sold. And if if you don't have a face of the NBA, you suffer. That's mm. how you know it's player driven. Yeah. Because now we in the process of trying to figure out, okay, who's after LeBron? Who's going to be the guy to right. carry the mantle? All right. The second thing is, and, and then the power, the ability for your player, y'all in the NBA to say things when, when stuff happens. Like Donald Sterling. Hey, bro, you got to go. Mm-hmm. We know you're an owner. We know you're a billionaire, but you got to go. You Because that is a player-driven league. I don't know the business model enough of the, in the major leagues to speak to why so much money is, is at their disposal. 
Um, I'm not sure. I don't think they have a cap. I think it's how much you can pay your players. I know the Yankees been paying the the Yankees been paid ten dudes oh. twenty million dollars a year almost. Yeah. Um, and I know that they have a lot of. Uh, I know that they their rights. They own a lot of major league baseball. Like it's not sold to other entities. In the NFL, bro, the the money is generated from networks. Right. Like ESPN deal and CBS and NBC and yeah. all of the people that carry these games. So you got 32 owners that re- don't know what it feels like to play the game. They don't have a real respect for what these dudes are going through. Perk, it's different to hear about it than to actually go through it. Right. right? That's why That's why a lot of former athletes show up on people's TV screens working for ESPN because we've been through it. That's not to say you don't know the game if you never played it, but there's levels to knowing the game, especially when we start talking about injuries and all of the things that come with that. Yes. So these owners, if they going to secure millions of dollars without games being played, you think they going to guarantee contracts? Mm. Stop it. Yeah. The year we had the lockout, the NFL, the, the teams were still going to get paid, Perk, without a football game being played. All right. So that's number one. And then number two, I say this all the time. And you could you could kind of attach this to other leagues, but in the NFL is more prevalent. You can't negotiate with the dude that owned the mountain perk. You can negotiate with the middleman, the dealer mm-hmm. that's getting that's getting the, the resource out of the mountain. And and he can say, hey, I got a little bit of flexibility to negotiate. But when you go to the dude that owned the mountain, the dude that owned the resource, he's negotiating on good faith. Mm. He don't have to. He has what you want. And I think the NFL and their tone has always been that. We the mountain. We provide the resource. We negotiate with you on good faith. And, yeah, we want to make some money by the guys being out there and the stadiums being full and all of that. But the bottom line is the NFL owners have shown Mm. we'll let y'all go home. We'll make our money still. We'll let y'all go home. We'll figure out a way to make money. We'll go sign dudes. Back in the day, before free agency, they had dudes, they went and got dudes off the street to play football games. People still play. So until a good faith gesture is made by the NFL owners to say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna guarantee some contracts. We're gonna we're gonna make sure these guys are taken care of. For a long term, if mm-hmm. you got a three million dollar contract, we're gonna pay you three million dollars, right. no matter what, no right? No matter what. But until they get there, good faith wise, we will always be behind the NBA yeah. and the MLB, bro. Yeah, and, and you, I'm gonna say this, and then we are gonna move on. You know who's the middleman? You know who's the middleman? The commissioner. The commissioner. And see, and see, this is why I applaud Adam Silver because you have to remember this. We wasn't just getting hundred million dollar contracts like no. they are now. We wasn't just getting to a, all of a sudden the commissioner changed for the NBA. It went from David Stern to mm-hmm. Adam Silver. Adam Silver is a player's commissioner. You could yep. pick up the phone and hit up Adam Silver. He's going to talk to you and answer the phone. That's why you see, like no other, the the players association in the NBA. They somewhat kind of unified. Now, unified, look, yeah. Now, now I will say this: they ain't all the way together because when it go to the to the to the round table and things need to be hashed out, then you see the you see you know each side. Yeah, you, you still got to negotiate. Yeah, 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 you gotta make sure it's you business. keep that separation between the two. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. While we on football, I got to ask you this. I'm watching the game last night, and I look, I know Baker Mayfield, okay? I, Yeah, I know he deserves a lot of criticism. I know this. And my personal belief is that he get a lot of criticism because of his character. And the way mm-hmm. that he cares himself, the way that yep. he answers questions in the media, the way that he addresses the media, the way he addresses certain topics. And all of a sudden, he don't become a fan favorite or a media favorite, right? So if you're going to act that way, the one thing that you have to do is go out there and deliver in great fashion on a consistent basis. So if you're going to have that type of attitude, if you're going to have that type of confidence and that slight bit of arrogancy about yourself, then you have to go out there and deliver. Yeah. But I will say this. The one thing he has earned my respect on is being a soldier and being a warrior. Because 100%. I'm watching I'm watching them last night, bro, and I'm like, you know, we got to tell the truth on here. I'm like, man, this dude is in pain. And I didn't have three, three shoulder surgeries. So I'm like, you know, I understand the criticism, and I think it's because the way he carried himself and his his character yeah. just a little. He reminds me a little bit of Russell Westbrook, in a way. Mm-hmm. I know Russ has accomplished more individually, but the way Russ addresses the media, I wanted to just get your quick take on how you feel about Baker yeah. getting so much criticism. I just want to well, hear first, that. You know, you know. I'm first speaking from athletes. You know, you got it. If you're going to be an ass, you got a ball. Yeah, yeah. That's number yeah. one. You definitely got to do have that. To do with, that don't have nothing to do with the media. That's in the locker room. Period. If you're going to be that guy, you better be balling. All right? <laughs> the second thing is we can acknowledge that I'm, I'm one of Baker's biggest critics because I think Baker is – I think he too emotional. Yeah. All right? I think sometimes his emotion gets overboard – and it makes him do, do irrational things. Yeah, that's what I've all. That. That's I why that. I'm so critical of Baker. It ain't nothing wrong with it. Line. Ain't nothing no, wrong with you being critical. He deserves it. Yeah, he deserve it, right? Don't you but stop it's being. But it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Right, right. It's a fine line in it being too much and it being a part of your what you need in order to be good. Mm. And I think Baker just needs to dial it back a little bit. Not yep. change who Baker is, but the 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 taking of things personally, I think he need to dial that back a little bit. Ooh, now, what I will say is, it's mad respect, all right, 
for a teammate that's going out there banged up and injured and still trying to go to war with his dogs. Mm -hmm. You know how that go. That Mm -hmm. goes over well. But then you enter into a space where is it costing us? Mm. And that's my issue with Cleveland right now. Baker is doing what Baker should be doing. Baker is vying to play. That's what players do. I ain't never accused dude of not wanting to be out there on the field with his guys and make plays and try to get his team wins. He's always been that dude. Right. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, Mm -hmm. Andrew Berry, the general manager, needs to say our quarterback is too injured to play. And we need to put Case Keenum in the game. For as much as Baker wouldn't like that, that's what they need to do. But look, and and I may be wrong, but I think that the Cleveland Browns have put themselves in a position that they can't do that. You want, let me tell you why. They they can't do that. You know why? Because time and time again, whether it was, you know, you, my our brother Dan Olowski, yep. Ryan Clark, even Steve Smith, right? A lot of people just don't believe that Baker's that guy. A lot of people have talked about the Browns will be better off with another quarterback. Well, the Cleveland Browns have stood behind Baker Mayfield, even through the OBJ stuff, right? They showed who they supported. So even although Baker is hurt, I feel like, yeah, I understand. Don't put him out there. But to me, they have no choice. See, and that's the problem, though, bro. Like, because – Here's what messes with me doing my job. Mm. When we start talking about quarterbacks, all right, we forget that it's 52 other dudes. All right, so we so locked in on Baker and Baker Mm -hmm. Health and what the Cleveland Browns should be doing. And to your point, even organizations focus so much on the quarterback. This is what I was cursing about. Early in the season, little big bro, about Justin Fields. Yeah. You doing a disservice to the rest of the team. I know you feel like Andy Dalton is the guy, but he not. Right. And the fact that you want to string this along, you got 52 other dudes on this roster that's saying Justin Fields better than Andy Dalton. You got dudes in Cleveland saying Case Keenum probably give us a better chance because Baker banged up. Mm-hmm. That don't mean Case Keenum a better quarterback. It means he gives us a better chance because our current quarterback is injured. Yeah. And the Cleveland Browns sitting there standing pat, and they saying to themselves, Baker is healthy enough to play, so we going to play him. Bro, he not y'all six and six, bro. He's not. Y'all six and six. Y'all losing games. And, yeah, it's more than Baker. The defense ain't playing well. They've been up and down and sporadic. Right. This past weekend, wide receivers couldn't get open outside of Juice Landry, Jarvis Landry. A lot of things are happening in Cleveland. But when we look at this situation, bro, could it not be that the rest of the team looking and saying, yo, let's just roll with Case until Baker get healthy. This might give us a better opportunity to win games. So I have a problem with it in that regard. No shade to Baker for playing through injury. No shade for him wanting to be out there with his team. But at some point, you hurting them. And I think that's the case right now, KP. Oh, no, no. You speaking. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just – I would just – you know, Besides I'm, the fact that I don't think he's a great quarterback. Like I don't think great, Baker, Baker Mayfield was taking first overall. He was. And he a quarterback. He's a quarterback that really 
I don't think will ever be the centerpiece of an offense. Look, in order to win a Super Bowl, the most important person on the field is the what? Is the quarterback. QB, so if, if you're looking at, a, if you're if you're in the front office of an organization and your goal is to win a Super Bowl, which should be in everybody's mind in every organization. Absolutely. You got to start with your quarterback. Do do I believe that this quarterback could lead me to a Super Bowl? If you could answer that question honestly about Baker Mayfield, the answer is hell no, he can't. And then you move on, period. So you move look, on. Before we get into basketball, they had some news just drop. All right, some news just drop. I'm, I'm reporting Boy, to I'm you gonna, live. I'm hosting. You always, right now. you always hey, doing I, something. I, I'm reporting to you live. All right. Your school, by the way, great win against Texas A&M uh, uh, Saturday night. You know what I mean? I thought it was hard fought. I saw Shaq at the game. But your school, you repping the day. You said before we started that y'all need a coach. Said they are targeting Brian Kelly from Notre Dame right now. How do you feel about that? And is he the man for the job? Just talk to me real quick. I say I saw your face. I saw your face. Hold on. Is that a, is that a good? <laughs> Give it to me. Come on. Come on, Sway. Come on, Bert, big boy. I, I just want to know. I just want to know. Don't shoot the messenger. All I'm doing is reporting. I'm hosting a day I'm and I'm reporting. I'm trying to be respectful to my alma mater. <laughs> and and if, if Brian Kelly come, I don't want to be on wax for saying – certain stuff, but you know I don't give a damn. I wouldn't have picked Brian Kelly, bro. Like, that don't do nothing for me. That don't do nothing for me. Okay. That don't do nothing for me. What the hell did Brian Kelly done done? What has he done? Mm. Alright, mm. now I get it. Notre Dame was good. I'm not going to throw shade like Notre Dame hadn't been good with him as the head coach. They've been good. And maybe coming to the SEC where you get better players, he might be able to do more. I don't feel that with no perk. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I could be proven wrong I'm 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 for it. You know I'm gonna support yeah. LSU whether we yeah. own twelve or whether we twelve and zero. But the that that don't that don't do nothing for me. I, I you reported the news. I'm giving you an honest rap. That don't do a damn thing for me, man. Yeah, it don't that, do nothing for me. It definitely. I, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I gotta I gotta I gotta double down on that. It definitely it like don't move the goalposts. It don't move the goalposts for me, bro. I'm it looks like desperation. It, it looked like desperation. See, it here's like, the thing. Here's the thing too. Since you brought that up. People think we be like so engaged with the hiring of coaches, bro. They, they Scott Woodward, the athletic director, that's his job. I don't want LSU to have a good coach. I don't care about who it is. I want him to be a good coach. I want him to bring some offensive juice, and I want him to be able to recruit a damn quarterback. Mm, How about that? That's what y'all need. But look, I'm, I'm gonna say this, and then we got to dive into something else. I'm gonna say this. Going down to Louisiana. That just pissed me off, bro. I, I, I know off. <laughs> I know it did. And, I, and I'm off. sorry, I couldn't I couldn't hold it. I had to laugh, dog. I'm Target sorry. But look, Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, you have I to be able to coach. bro, you gotta you gotta be able to adapt to the culture. See, people see that's what people don't realize. It's not about just about X's and O's, it's mm -mm. about the it's about the culture. Down there in Baton Rouge, it's about the culture down there with them Creole folks down Talk there. Talk to man. them, bro. I'm telling Talk you because people people don't realize because guess what? Majority of your football players that's going to be at LSU 
are going to be from Louisiana from and Louisiana, Texas. man. And Texas. I'm telling you. Yep. So, so, yep. so you got to be able to relate. Like, you know, I, I thought that y'all actually had the right guy there. That, I mean, everything about him culture-wise. Yeah, that. he understood he, it. Yeah, yeah. Edo <laughs> just started wilding. He started yeah, out. He, he just started wilding a little bit, but it's okay. Edo had 2019 will last forever. <laughs> it's okay. It's you okay. Stupid. You stupid, all, baby. We didn't all had our moments. You got to be able to adapt to culture. And I want to get your take because I'm going to dive into this culture in a minute. The New York yeah. Knicks, Tom Thibodeau, came out publicly and said, Kimball Walker, not only is he not starting, he's out of the rotation. Give me something because – yeah, I, I gotta give it to him. Look, man, I've had a I've heard I've heard really good things about Tibbs. I've heard <laughs> that he's a, a a hard coach to play for if you understand his method and all of that. In what world in the NBA is Kimball Walker out of a rotation? Like you telling me Kimball Walker can't provide nothing to the New York Knicks? Perk, I might be off. That's why you gonna dive into this more. But when I think about Kimball, Kimball Walker is out of a rotation in the NBA. Kimball Walker is out of the rotation. Perk, let me know. Has he been playing bad? Is he not a good fit? Does he need to be traded? From a basketball standpoint, my basketball mind, I don't know how Kimball Walker falls out of a rotation with the New York Knicks. Talk to me. Remember that old song we used to hear all the time? It's been a long, long time, a long time coming, Sam but Cook. I know a change go come. Oh, and you got, yes, it will. Yeah, yeah. Look, listen, man. I I watched Kimball Walker, and I watched his game go on a decline over the past few years. Mm. He's not the Kimball Walker that we used to see. That I'm that over I'm there thinking in of in Charlotte. We, it's not that Kimball Walker no more. So when you look at Kimball Walker, first you got to evaluate him right now, okay? Yep. And how does Kimball Walker help you? Well, you look at the New York Knicks. Tom Thibodeau is a what? A system guy. System guy. Okay, yep. that's yep. offensive. Offensively, he's a system guy. We already know what he brings defensively. I'm going to dive into that in a second. But offensively, he's a system guy. A lot of passing, a lot of cutting, a lot of uh, don't hold the ball for long. Get up mm-hmm. off of it. You don't have nothing. You got the shot taken. One dribble, pull up, driving kicks. That's Tom Thibodeau. That ain't Kimball Kim- Walker. That ain't Kimball Walker. Yeah. And you know what else ain't Kimball Walker no more? Kimball Walker not a franchise guy no more. So if Kimball Walker is not giving you 25 to 30 points a night, then Kimball Walker can't help you. Because he ain't stopping Kimber- nobody. He can't no, he, he I mean, listen, he can't yeah, stop he a really. nosebleed. He's <laughs> he's horrible. And one thing people have to realize about Tom Thibodeau, a guy that I played for, is two guys in this league that are two of the best defensive coaches in this league, and that's Ron Adams and Tom Thibodeau. I say you can mm. do it one A or one B, however you want to slice it. Okay. In 2008 through 2010, remember. I played for Tibbs. Yeah. He was actually our defensive coach. I want to do me a favor. Do me, do me one favor, Perk. Uh huh. 
why are they good defensive coaches? Let me. Uh, oh, I'm about to give that all to you. Okay. Let, right. let, let, let me, let I've me always you, wondered yeah, that. Let me tell you something about Tom Thibodeau. Bro, we used to mess with Tibbs and tell Tibbs, hey, man, look, you need to go on a date or something, dog, because Tom Thibodeau is in the gym watching film from 5.30 in the morning to 9 at night on non-game days every okay. single day. They had an okay. article that just recently came out that said Tom Thibodeau said, I can't have a girlfriend or wife because they don't understand what I how much this game's me, game mean to me. You know how they have that song that's saying that says, I'm married to the game? He's married to the game. Like I used in to real to, life. In real life. Yeah. I used to have to go in Tibbs' office every day, two hours before practice, and watch film on everybody. Let me tell you how old school Tibbs is. He didn't have a DVR. He had a VCR. Yeah, and this in 2008, and he's rewinding it. He's showing, hey, Pert, Pert, you got to be there. You got to be there. You got to be there on the second field. That was your help. You came up too high. So what happens is when you have a coach like Tom Thibodeau, he pays attention to every little detail. You yeah. don't have room for slippage. No and Tom Thibodeau is all about winning. So when the New York Knicks decided to sign Kimball Walker and all New York fans was like, Kimball coming back. Kimball, yeah, New, New York's own. He's coming back to the garden. Kimball going to be doing this. One person you didn't hear praising about that, Kimball Walker. I did Walker's, not hear you. I didn't say I did a not word. hear you. I didn't say a You're word. Right. And I, I didn't say a word because in my mind, I said it then. I said to myself, I said, that ain't going to work. I said, I watched Kimball play for Boston. I watched all the Celtics game. I watched him be a liability on the defensive end. I said, no way he's going to be able to make it work with Tom Thibodeau because Tibbs ain't hearing none of that. Right. Tibbs ain't hearing right. none of that. And here's the thing. One, he has the support from World Wide West and everybody else in that front office to actually bench Kimball. Two, Tibbs does something that a lot of coaches are afraid to do. He got the big ones, okay? He's not afraid to play guys that are going to go out there and compete and help him win games. So he don't give a damn if you make it nine million, thirty million. It don't matter. He'll play, he'll play the guy that's making four hundred thousand if he winning them games, and he'll deal with it on the back end. And guess what? If you come to him, he gonna tell you with a straight face why he doing it, why he benched you, and tell you why what you need to get better at. And if you don't like it with Tibbs, a fight go with it. He yeah. ain't backing. Listen, he's not backing down from nobody. So when the reports uh, came we still, out, we still need coaches like that. Man, we, we still need coaches like that, man. He's all about culture. Hell he's all yeah. about culture. Minnesota shouldn't have never fired Tibbs from the jump. He you got know what I'm saying? They shouldn't have never fired him from the jump, but they wasn't ready for his mentality. And yeah. so what happens is, is now Tibbs don't give a damn. He don't care about Kimber Fillers or none of that, and rightfully so. Look, Kim, people need to realize, and I'm going to end on this, Kimber Walker is not the Kimber of Charlotte, okay? I'm glad he's, you said that, bro. He, he's not that big, bro. And people need to realize that he's a liability on defense. And one thing about Tom Thibodeau, I'm going to say it again, if your ass ain't playing defense and getting up over them screens, he going to sit you down. He going to sit you down, period. Hey, that's, why, that's why this podcast is so far. Because we can bring wife. you that. The man don't have he, a wife or a girlfriend. 
He said it. He's Perk. married to the game, bro. Perk, hey, 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 hey. All right. We're telling the truth. We're telling he's the mad. truth on this podcast. He, I'm just saying he's married Perk. to the game, dog. I it couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. It be me. Since we on, since we on, boy, point, listen. I, I, I gotta, Spears ain't coming after no basketball, football, nothing. No, no, no. It couldn't be up. me either. Couldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know, I, I I love the game, but I don't love it that damn much. Not, uh, look, not that much. <laughs> but listen, I gotta I gotta ask you because we on point guards. We on point guards, and they got a point guard. Some people call him a hybrid guard, but his position is a point guard. A guy that changed the game. Right now, I gotta ask you. You got to give me your evaluation of come on. Wardell, I know where you're going. Wardell, Stephen Curry. Like I, right. I need to know: is he the best player in the NBA? Is he is he a already a top ten all time great? Is he going to win the MVP this year? Tell me how you're feeling about Steph Curry, Wardell. Perk. That's his name, Wardell. Perk. Yeah, War, we gonna call him Wardell because you got yeah. you got to respect the man. Call him his first name. Yeah. Bro, listen, Wardell is the best player in the NBA. He also is going to finish as a top 10 basketball player to ever play the game. Mm. And he should be the league MVP this year. Now, it's a long way to go, and things happen. But he ain't slowing down. And, Perry, listen, I think – I, you know, I posed this question to you a couple weeks ago, man. We get enamored with 6'8", 260, because that's who LBJ is. We get enamored with 6'6", because that's who Jordan was. Kobe, 6'6". I asked you, does Steph Curry's stature keep him out of the best player in the NBA conversation? And you said, yes. And I asked you the question, how? We watching him. We watching him do this night in and night out. We've already gone past the greatest shooter. He the greatest shooter ever to play in the NFL. I mean, the the NBA. We got to start having a conversation about Wardell being the best player. Because, look, KD, and and I know know NBA conversations, they get crazy because people going to talk about, well, what about defense? Bro, he don't even need to play no defense. His offense is defense. His Look offense is defense because he yeah. going to force you. He going to force your team to play a different way on the other end of the floor. That's number one. <laughs> I but don't know that. Hey, hey, look, don't don't give them too Perk, much of that. I can't Perk, like they, that. What you right, just I'm said? Just, Hold on. No, off. say that. Nah, for real, though. Say that again. He going to do Steph, what? Steph, offensive prowess forces you to play offense differently. He's going to take you out of what you want to do offensively because what you want to do offensively is get easy buckets, and easy buckets mean two points, and you may, de- you may be down 40 scoring two-pointers. All right? Mm-hmm. So let's go beyond it, Perk, because you know X's and all. You already know. You know I'll be ready to go in on basketball. Listen, bro, we got to stop using – we got to stop thinking about Steph Curry's stature. We got to stop thinking about he wasn't a brand name in high school. We got to stop thinking about he didn't go to a big D1 college or he didn't go straight to the NBA out of high school. Bro, we got to start accepting what we seeing. Steph Curry on this trend, already a two-time MVP, by the way, Perk, already an NBA champion, 
already the greatest shooter to ever play the game. The numbers say it as well. Why don't we have the conversation about Steph Curry being the best NBA player right now? Why don't we do that? Because he is it because he's not 6'11 like KD? Is it because he don't have brute force like LeBron James? Listen, bro, right now today, and you know how crazy I am about LeBron James. LeBron James, to me, the greatest player to ever play in the NBA. I I ain't about to debate that with nobody. That's how I feel. You feel yeah, how you feel yeah, for yeah. whoever you feel like that about. Yes, and if you don't feel that way, shame on you. Keep going. Shame on you. Steph Curry right now is the best player in the NBA, Perk. I'm going to give you the floor. I, I need all Warrior fans that are listening War to hold tight to what I'm about to say right now. I can't disagree with you. Oh, I will God. not. I will not disagree with you. Look, I, I believe at this moment that Kevin Durant is the best scorer in the NBA. I believe that Giannis is the most dominant player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to being the best player in the NBA right now, man, I have to give that to Steph Curry. And Bird, look, come on, man. I, I'm not even about to talk about the 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 obvious him knocking down threes, the obvious him being a 90 whatever plus free throw percent shooter. I'm not even going into that. I'm going into the other areas of his greatness on how great he is. He's able to rub off on other people. And when I say that, listen, listen to me real quick. Andrew Wiggins is playing some of the best basketball of his career. You know why? Because Andrew Wiggins could play freely. You know why Andrew Wiggins could play free? Because of the attention that Steph Curry gets. And now we're starting to see Andrew Wiggins do Steph Curry-like things. And no to all the casuals out there. I'm not talking about shooting the ball like Steph or playing like him. We're starting to see Andrew Wiggins move well without the ball. I'm starting to see Andrew Wiggins cut and slip, pick and rolls. I'm starting to see a different type of Andrew Wiggins that I've never seen that we've been waiting on this entire time since Perfect. he was drafted. As the- let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say this real quick because it's off that and you go right back to Andrew Wiggins. Go ahead. That's exactly why I think LeBron James the greatest player to ever play the game. Oh, we, we, that's, that's that's exactly come on. That's exactly why. Yeah, when Matthew Dellavedova get a $50 million contract because he played with a dude, you made him that much better when Tristan Thompson get $80 million because LeBron James on this team because you played with a dude. When you see J.R. Smith, who it, New it, York it, threw it. away, LeBron bring him in and he win championships. He wasn't even supposed to be in that deal. I'm, he go was, ahead, bro. He go, wasn't even I, supposed to I, be the main factor in that Let's deal. not do it because we get oh, emotional about I, it. Let's I, not I, do oh, it. Go okay. back to Wardell. Uh, go back to Wardell. And then now when you see Jordan Poole, Doing things like slashing without the ball, shooting the three at a high level. Look, bro, coming into the season, we all knew what Steph was capable of doing. But now his leadership has went to another level. And the man down there going get six and a half rebounds at the point guard position. The man that put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle since two years ago. The man ain't ducking it. Can I say something controversial? Go ahead. Because we do that on this podcast. I'm not sure. I Listen to me. I'm not sure if Steph ain't as creative 
as Kyrie. I'm not sure about that. Now, listen, Kyrie with the basketball is unmatched. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Steph is on that level. He's on that level. All right. All right. I I wanted you to say it because when I'm watching it, I'm like, he has a string on the ball just like Kyrie does, bro. the, the, The same thing. And guess what? The finishing around the basket, right and left hand, is the same exact thing. So when I'm watching all this, when I'm watching all this, I'm willing to say, because look, let me tell you something. The Warriors fans, you know, two years ago, Steph had like 45 in the finals and they lost. And I just said it wasn't impactful. You know, that yeah. wasn't an impactful 45. Because he could get 40 so, a night if he want to. Yeah, yeah, because they was down 20 and every now and then he right, was right. walking a little 10-0 run, come back. And so they start calling me a hater. Well, I'm here to tell y'all right now, one, I'm not a hater, I'm a realist. And I've come to the realization that right now, today, on November the 29th, Steph Curry is the best basketball player in the world. In the world. Don't have- What they want us to do, Perk? What they want want us to not acknowledge what we see? I'm going- What they want us to do? Although, look, I'm going – and, and this coming from a dark-skinned brother that when I was growing up, they had the song, you know, Badass Yellow Bone, and, and oh, yeah. a lot of dark-skinned guys, you know what I'm saying? We wanted to be light-skinned with the green eyes. We wanted the green eyes, too. We wanted You know it. what I'm saying? We wanted it. We wanted the green eyes, I wanted eyes hazel. Too, but I wanted hazel, but I, it's cool. <laughs> but straight up, but, but thanks to guys – Thanks to guys like, you know what I'm saying, MJ and, and Wesley yeah. Pipes, they made me Vogue again. They okay? made us sexy. So, yeah, it's, and us it's, sexy. O- it's okay, but I'm not a Steph hater. He is the best basketball player in the world. And, and, glad, and we go le- me and you both agree on that. And I think everybody else around the league, they agree on that as well. So we go in that because Perfect. I let, – Let me say this one last thing, bro, on that, because I think it's so important. We got to stop letting Wardell, Stephen Curry shooting take over all the other great stuff that he do, bro. Oh, I think I, I think I, he shoots so well that we don't really give credit and validity to the way he can dribble, to the way he beat people's off the dribble, bro. I done seen Steph break people down a lot, See? but we never, we never, we never like let that sick in our spirit and register because we he hit threes all see, the time. See, see, this is this is what I like about you. See, I knew I knew you had your basketball thinking hat on when you had the LSU beanie you know on the day because it took you back to your basketball days. That's why you diving into it. Did. It, and it, it, did. it did. And I and I hear it. And it's all good. But we we both agree and I think everybody else agree. Even guys that's playing, that Steph Curry is the best basketball player in the world. Now yeah, we go, we go leave that at that. I'm not a hater. You're not a hater. We're just keeping it real. Table. I look. We, you know, all good things got to do what. <laughs> come to an end. Uh, they got to come to an end. I mean, you they know, gotta <laughs> they got to sports, come. man. They, they it's sports. Gotta, yeah, but it's not even that. I'm just even talking about the part right now. You know, it's preaching. All good things have to come to an end. And so we're coming to the end, and I need you to take us home because yeah. you need to dive on a specific topic, right? Yeah. And I yeah. need you to take us home with this specific topic right now. I need you to take us home. 
I need you to finish strong and I need yep. you to have a message in there that people could, you know, because somebody I need to hear you. something today. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody need to hear it, dog. Go I ahead. got you, bro. Listen, listen, man. We y'all know that me and big me and little big bro, we touch on topics way beyond sports. So I watched the Maude Arbery trial, and we haven't been on the podcast since. And all three of 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 the men were convicted of murder and will be will be sentenced. Um and we had a special on ESPN. I run with Maude. I watched that. Um Bro, what did Perg First of all, it was it was emotional, and I didn't expect it to be right. We we've been knowing about Ahmad Arbery's story, and and how he was chased and gunned down by three white men from Georgia, yeah. yeah. Um, with 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 malice and racism in their heart, and and judgment in their heart, and that killed Ahmad Arbery. So I tweeted after the verdict came out that this is a bit it's a sad day because you're not here. But justice was served, right? Yeah. And I thought about the fact that the fact that we even had to think about if these dudes would get off. And then I thought about what led up to it of it trying to be covered up by people that are in position. I'm not going to mention their name to bring these cases to trial and Come bring on. focus and attention to it because that's their damn jobs. But they weren't going to do that. It was a, mm. it was because of a video. It's yeah. the reason why we got here to this point. But here's what I'll say, man, because you know in this podcast, as we as black as it come, but we also inclusive. And we yeah. include we love, we love, we we love the white people that listen to us. We love other minorities that's not African American that listen to us. We love everybody. It don't have nothing to do with anything about trying to push any narrative. Justice was served because a video came out. We gotta be better than that. And the second thing I wanted to say is, hey, bro, racism going to get you. It's going to catch you. Like, yeah. it, it, it's a history. It's a long history in this country of it not catching you. Mm -hmm. But it's going to catch you, whether it catch you in this life or whether you got to pay for it when you got to answer. But here's the bottom line, bro. Talk and what me. I feel like the silver lining is. When I see people speaking up on all sides when I see white people speaking up, black people speaking up, minorities speaking up and saying this was absolutely wrong and this is what the outcome should have been, it gives me almost a renewed faith, bro. And it mm. stops me. It stops the focus of all of the negativity and all of the division that goes on. And, and let me say this because this is important. For... It's not division to talk about reality. Mm. I get sick of that with people on, on, on social media. And yeah. It ain't division yeah. to talk about reality. Okay. If you if 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 talking, if speaking the truth and talking about something that happened, and your response is, why are you trying to divide the country? It's mirror time, homie. Okay? So here's the deal though. Because I want to end this. I saw Ahmaud Arbery mom. And she went, she went, she said, I had to be the voice because my son couldn't speak. I saw the community in Georgia, black and white men, white women and black women, standing up for this young man and making sure justice was served. I yes. saw a judge have a great handle and, and let the legal process go through. I saw all of these things transpire in this tragic, catastrophic situation 
where a man lost his life unnecessarily because racist men mm. wanted to in, wanted to intrude on him and and tell him what he should be doing. Long Come history on. in this country with that. But what I saw was community, bro. And if I could take away anything positive from the time that verdict was read to all of the events that led up to it, that's who we should be, Perk. Mm. Like that, it shouldn't take tragedy for us to realize we all got the same blood running through our body. It yeah. we got a long history of, oh, we we do have the same blood running through our body. Cause we get lost in this, we get lost in this foundational thought of race and how separation is supposed to happen. Ultimately, we human beings. And when something happens to somebody that's unjust and wrong, it should be approached that way by everybody. Yeah. It shouldn't be no sides being taken. It shouldn't be I'm white, you black, so we not in agreement on this situation. Hey, man, this dude was killed wrongfully. He was chased down wrongfully. Come on. And it was because of, I want to be clear when I say this, it was because of prejudice and racism. That's why Ahmaud Arbery was killed, because of prejudice and racism. And I saw a community come together in the, in the, in the spite of that, in the mm. aftermath of that, black and white people and other minorities and say, you know what? We are built way better than this. Yep. And the voice, and last thing I'm going to leave, because we always got to get that wisdom at the end, Perk. The voices of good people got to become louder than the voices of the bad ones. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at what that. Did, what, what you the just voices, said? The voices of good people, whether you white, black, short, tall, fat, skinny, I don't care. Be a good person. Stand for the things that are right. And allow yourself to be okay with that instead of getting into your little silos and your groups and twisting your perception of what's right and wrong because you want to be in a group. Right and wrong is very simple. And I saw a lot of people with different skin tones, different body shapes, different backgrounds come together and say what happened to Amar Arbery was wrong. Yeah. And it don't matter if you Republican or Democrat, left or right, conservative or liberal. It, it don't wrong. matter what kind of what kind of what kind of tag you attach to yourself. People said it was wrong and justice was served. Period. And I was happy about that, Perk. It's Forget still a it, tragic look. situation, but I was happy to see that in the aftermath of that verdict being read. Because we came together. But listen, came together, bro. We go in, and, and I need you to say that one more time. The the whole that that slogan that the that voices. Beauty. This and this is how hold on. This is how we end it. Like the show yeah. is ending. Say it one time. The voices of the good folks have to become louder than the ones of the bad ones. And we go in on that. Uh. It's been swagger and perfect.